0: welcome to the natural lifestyles podcast with your hosts james marshall and Liam McCrae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity seduction dating lifestyle design sexuality psychedelics you name it this is the natural
1: lifestyles podcast have you had the experience so far? Like, have you had a good BDSM?
2: Yeah, I did. I had a few boyfriends and one girlfriend who did some really good stuff to me and I was really intrigued to experience this kind of thing. Good stuff. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like,
1: yeah. And like, what was your first like initial reaction when you were like, ah, this is actually cool. Like, what was (laughs) my life before this?
2: Well, first of all, I was always aware that I was into these kind of things, but uh, only my mind maybe subconsciously, and I was like, okay, this is something new. I'm not sure how I'm going to react, but let's do it. And after when it happened, I was like, wow, this is how you can do it.
1: Can you give us like some more details?
2: Yeah, sure. So my first uh, spicy boyfriend tied me up and that was really amazing. Like I never met anyone who was into this thing except porn.
1: Like he tied you up in what way?
2: My hands, my legs. Yeah. Mm Awesome. Awesome yeah also we did some waxing you know playing with wax these kind of things so
0: just a note for guys if you're thinking of doing wax play with your ladies buy a soy wax candle you don't use normal paraffin wax because it's way too hot use a soy candle which burns at a lower temperature so you still get the nice sting but it's not actually going to burn the skin
1: also james for the guys out there actually what is bdsm and where is it how did it get where did it come from
0: I don't actually know the history of kink. I mean, look, ask Caligula. Like, people have been doing kinky stuff certainly since the Romans. There was there was some kinky fucks back then.
1: But you also been doing this for two decades, so yeah. you have the most experience. Huh? Yes, yes.
0: That's. I mean, I actually haven't researched the real history of the like. Let's say the modern BDSM scene, but it's. I mean, it's been around. Well, what was that in the nineteen fifties? There was that pin-up girl. Remember her? Peanut girl. You guys know. That. You know. Pinup. Can you look it up, Adam?
1: It's yeah. like
0: a... In Up Girl, 1950s. Go on a poster. She, Ra- what, Raquel,
1: the... You no,
0: know, mm, nah, no, no. She's got like a great name. She was a bombshell and she used to do these foxy photos of her tied up and whatever. Uh, so, you know, I guess it's been around in the public eye since the kind of 50s in very, very underground scenes. Shabari, uh, how long has... Oh, that that's. Long? I mean, that's a Japanese tradition. I don't know him hundreds of years. Yeah. Because like that's, that's... But does that not relate
1: to it? Like... Did it come? should BDSM bondage come from Shibari? Or?
0: I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so because Shibari is like more, from my understanding. I'm not a Shibari master. That's really complex stuff. I know some knots, but I'm. It's. I'm too impatient to learn all that stuff. I mean, it looks amazing, and in in my later years. That's, that's soon, you know. When I'm an old, older man, uh, then I maybe I'll get into all the rope tying stuff. But from what I understand from riggers and ladies I know who are into it, it's a, it's basically immerses you into deep deep trance states, and it is erotic and sexual. But typically, from what I understand, you know, I'm not an expert on this. Traditionally, it was not done as a penetrative sex act. It was like you know an erotic bondage experience, which took the the woman or the sub into, yeah, like deep trance meditative states, which I guess were erotically infused. That's kind of all I should say about it because I don't know enough about it to to comment on that that field so much, although it is fascinating and I will look into it. So yeah, like, I mean, the kink scene has certainly exploded since the internet, right? Because talking to my, my mate Dom, who's been a professional dominant since he was 19 and he's like 50-ish now. So yeah, he, he was back in the old school days. And then it was all about fetish uh, communities, so there'd be clubs you know, all around the world, but particularly in places like New York and Berlin and Sydney actually is Sydney's a pretty freaky place where there's you know, dedicated spaces where people would come to play. And I've been into a bunch of different dungeons and, uh, and it's interesting, but it's like in, within those scenes, people tend to be very particular about what they do, who they are in, in, that, in that thing, uh, in these contexts. And they'll go and if you approach someone, I mean, there's all sorts of rules. It's not like a club where you can just roll up and say, ah, how about a bit of a spank, darling? you know, there's, they have very clear communication and consent, like extremely clear to the point of sometimes like legal contract clear. Yeah. And so, you know, though people will like match up with, you know, the saddest and the, and the masochist and the baby doll and the daddy Dom and the, um, you know, the dude that wants to be ignored in the corner because that's his thing. <laughs> uh, and, and, and can I tell you guys one funny story? Yes. Thanks. Uh, so I was in, um, I was in like a, like a couture kind of fetish club in New York and a friend of mine, she is, she was like the queen of the queers and she like was part of this crew that got paid to dress up like vampires, basically sexy ass blade vampires and go and be fabulous at these like high end kind of queer clubs. So she invited me along and she's like, not dressed like that, James. <laughs> she like does my eyeliner and gives, like, puts me in all the blacks and makes me look, you know, confusing. And so we're going to, I go into this bar and it's a really fancy place. And um, everyone's like out of a video clip and there's like this dominatrix, like her name's Kelly Lee Decay, look her up. She took me home and it didn't work. I'll explain why later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need, <laughs>
2: I don't know why it didn't work for you, James. It's not on the internet. <laughs>
0: oh burn burn. (laughs) oh I'm so slow and um, so I'm looking around for my mate Jess she's gone off to be fabulous and so I walk over to the bar and as I get to the bar I like stumble and I look down and there's like a huge rolled up carpet, which they've just rolled up and then like put up against the bar. I'm like, that's not very good. Oh, and s in such a fancy bar. And I stand up on top of the carpet. I'm looking around. Where's Jess? Can't see her anywhere. Whatever. Hang out some, uh, what am I allowed to call them now? Drag queen comes and has a chat to me. She's, a, he, she's like, you're so straight. I'm like, how did you tell? It's so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> but I got the eyeliner and everything. It's so obvious. All right, fine. I'm straight. Who let you in here, Jess? All right, you can stay. And then, uh, you know, again, I stand up on there looking around and then he, she says to me, carpet guy really likes you. And I'm like, what? And I look down and there's eye holes cut in the fucking carpet and there's a dude rolled up in the carpet and that's his thing and I was just involved in that thing. And I'm like, wow, people are so weird. Why? I have so many questions. I should stop having this conversation with a man rolled up in a carpet. And then I felt, and then I was like, that wasn't consensual. I'm going to take the power back. And then I got on him and stomp, stomp, stomp. You fucking like that, don't you, motherfucker? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step on me, step on me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was the question? Get him on the podcast next time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So, so okay, what is BDSM in like a understandable log line? Just like if you want to like simplify it in yeah.
0: one line bondage, domination, submission masochism or sadomasochism there's various you know combinations of those four letters so it's kind of like it's trying to like in four letters encompass the wild and wonderful world of kink so if maybe kink is a better word just to that we more relatable relatable which literally just means more or less anything that is slightly deviant or outside of the norm of what we might consider normal sex in this time and place because what we what was considered normal sex back in you know. Athenian Greece would have been way different than what it is now. So let's say whatever's normative now, it's it's or any deviance upon that, and it tends to have it tends to have aspects of power play, right? So power exchange dynamics, and that that tends to be kind of the engine that makes it really spicy and interesting. So, you know, that's where the submission and dominance comes into it. But it's not just about sub it's about f- friction, it's about impact, it's about intensity, and and essentially it's about sensation. It's about create. Well, there's many layers to it, but, like, it's creating varieties of different sensations which then create contrast and polarity, which gives you a much broader spe- spread of experience than just the, you know, waves crashing with a soft light filter, pumping two strokes a second, or whatever it is that normal people do <laughs> all right well i mean I see. could rant all day but like let's stop me
1: so for you two who've been working and are working at the scam agency please what are the weirdest kinks you guys have experienced
3: i remember i met a fetish girl and she and she said that she had a client who loved he had this fetish of putting any type of fruit on his dick she was leading him. She was telling him how to do. And she said, first time we tried with peach and it's really good because it nurtures and it's so moisturizing <laughs> and you can just go around with it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a cool thing. I would love to try.
0: You <laughs> should get the grapefruits out. Oh, yeah. So hang on. Yeah. So he literally just likes fruit on his junk.
3: Yeah. Like that's, they make a hole and then like, yeah, like everything goes around his dick. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah
0: that's really harmless yeah it's a very harmless (laughs) but
3: actually one so the harm thing i I remember i think the hottest thing i saw there was one guy he loved to be i think submissive or it's always called like penis humiliation Mm -hmm. so he sent a picture of his small dick and he put a hot pepper inside of it Mm -hmm. and he said this is for you my love (laughs) I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. And I was showing it to every guy and they're like, I would never do that. Like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting that like when you get into more extreme fetishes, they're, they're literally things that if ISIS caught you and did it to you, it would be the worst torture. Mm. But some people really like that. I mean, I can tell you some way more than that, but...
2: Yeah, well, weird fetishes. I'm not sure if it's weird, but it's not my cup of tea. So, you're
1: we, not judging anyone. Yeah, yeah, sure, really. sure,
2: sure, sure. For me, the weirdest was like armpit fetishes. I don't know. For me, that was really strange. Also, the vi- various things that people love to do with pee and poo within sexual things, that was really weird to me. So, Germans like this. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that they do like that. <laughs>
0: Do you guys want to know stuff that you don't want to know? Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, please. Nice. And once you know it, you can't unknow it. Right? Let's go. Okay. Sign an NDA before. Right. me. No, it's not about that. It's like, you know, now you have to carry this burden with you. So a friend of mine works as a financial dominatrix duo, right? So you're aware of what a financial dominatrix is. It's a sickening new kind of trend, mm. which is re- really based around taking advantage of a mental illness. But there's all sorts of variations on it, right? So, and The guys, who are called cash pigs usually, or depending on their fetish, might be other types of pigs. So this particular duo is a guy and a girl. The girl is the front face. So the clients always think they're talking to the girl, which they're not most of the time. In the background is the guy who does, who is extremely good at, he understands human psychology to levels that are are terrifying. So anyway, they basically niche themselves for some time as fart fetishists. All right. So there's these guys and they basically form this little cartel and they, and they know each other. So there's seven guys and they know each other as fart pig one, fart pig two. They know it. They never know. It's like, you know, reservoir dogs. Anyone? Oh, shit, yeah. I'm sold. So Thank you. And so, <laughs> and so like they only know each other as this thing and they're all part of this uh, private telegram group. And they worship this girl. Let's call her someone. Give me a name. Barbie. Barbie. They worship Barbie's farts, right? And so, what they do is that they, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. What they do is every time, basically, they have committed to pay a fart tax. So multiple times, <laughs> so multiple times. And if they don't, there is fucking trouble. There is serious trouble. Yeah, like they will be punished. They're going to have to do some nasty shit if they want back in. All right, so they so they have to, and multiple times a day, they write a little story. And it just goes like something like this. I was on the bus, and then I couldn't help it. But I squeezed out a little fart. It was silent, but I hoped that nobody knew it was me. But they could definitely smell it. And the guy's like, "Ah, oh, you fucking yeah, just two hundred bucks each, right?" Immediately, so like immediately, seven times, fourteen hundred bucks, boom, right? And then, and it's not. And I was like, and I'm talking to him. I'm like, dude. This is true alchemy, because not only, is it, not only is it that you're not even selling a fart, you're selling a story about a hypothetical fart that never even fucking happened. This is genius. He's like, I've tuck and told you. You've, I've been saying I was a genius for years. And uh, so this happens like five times a day, right? Where they where like or whatever her name is, Barbie or whatever, does her little thing, and then the guys pay the tax, right? And then I said, and then after a while, I said, okay, well, should I go into this detail? No, that'll
1: do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're in the wrong business. I saw sort an of open
0: loop there, just... <laughs> Crushed him. All right. So, and I said, "Well, wh- what about like audios? Like, why don't you sell sell them? Like, the sound is surely that they love that." And he said, "Yeah." The problem is, her farts are terrible. They don't make any noise at all. They're useless. And I said, "What about yours?" And he's like, oh, "I've got all that fucking problem with my guts and stuff." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you know, I'm famous for my like, my like musical farts, right?" He's like, "Yeah." And I said, "I'll just send them to you." And so I did, I recorded them and I send them to him, send them to Australia, to this evil Dom who then passes them on to his girl, who then sells them to this cartel of dudes around the world. And I don't even take a commission. I'm just like, I'm such, so generous. And I'm just like, wow, we just turned my farts into gold. And now you have to know that.
1: They're actually people who sell their farts online. Yeah, and They yeah. make shit ton of money. Yeah, literally, it's, a, it's, shit a, it's an industry.
3: My God, I've never heard There was this girl this. who
1: was like speaking about the business and how she does it. Like she, in the morning she wakes up, she eats beans to like generate the fart. Mm. And then she sits down, she eats some ice cream and then she puts like a... Little cute jar with like some leaves in it. She even explains that the fart stays for four days. The spell, if they order right now, oh yeah, that's right. She sell like them, sells yeah. out and like it's just like 100k in like a day. Like dudes, farts. How
0: much what, much? what
3: they do, what she does with the jar, she sells it? Farts,
0: it, farts in and it, and clothes
3: it. I, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, now you have to know. <laughs> My god,
1: I will not sleep tonight. Would you sell your farts for <laughs> 1,000 euros? What's the lowest What's the lowest price you'd sell your on? I
3: would start with 100. Yeah. Oh, you're so
0: fair. I give him away for free.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.